Welcome to the Real Deal podcast. What's up, everybody? Maddie Marshall, and I'm excited to uh, to have one of the rising stars in the sport sitting in with us tonight. Luis Munoz, uh, right now playing for Omaha Vicious, came onto the team this year and did really well as a rookie. Luis, how you doing, bud? Real good. Nice. Just hanging out. Things are doing pretty good. So how's how, where's your where's your head at, man? You know, uh, finished the season out. Um, how do you feel the team did at World Cup? How, how are you feeling about everything? Well, uh, obviously we weren't where we wanted to be at World Cup in the Challengers division, but at least we won it. I mean, that's something we definitely wanted to do, prove that we're still, you know, a Challenger te- uh, champions team. So it was a bummer being in the Challengers or whatever, but at least we won that. So now it's the off season, time to grind, get good, and then next year hopefully we'll uh, – We'll be one of those top teams. That's what we're really wanting to do right now. So well, yeah, no, and I mean, I look at Vicious and I see a lot of talent on that team. And you guys got a great coach. You got great supporters, great owners with the Bortles. I mean, they're got every, everything in place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every all the all the pieces are there. So you know, there's really no excuse for you guys not to be a perennial Champions League team. And eventually, depending on how hard you work and how quick you guys can get it together, start you know actually contending for wins in the Champions Division. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll get, I, w- I want to talk a little bit about the team, obviously. Uh, but you know, you got, you got a great, you have one of the better stories of the year. I remember going out to watch, you know, for people that weren't able to see the, uh, the NCPA, the National Collegiate Paintball Association championships, it's on Fox, uh, every year. And, uh, and I've been doing that gig now for like, I don't know, decent amount of years. And, uh, and every year you kind of meet these, these kids at, at these different colleges and see kind of the level of play. And every year the level of play has gotten better. But this year, you know, your story and, and winning the championship with Florida Gulf Coast University and then meeting you and then seeing you get your, your shot on uh, Omaha Vicious <laughs> and, and then actually, you know, playing a lot of points for them, man, and not playing bad, you know. So it's, it's a really, really cool story. And what were you – so heading into – I mean, did you think that any of this was going to happen? Was this a dream of yours always? Or, I mean, did you think oh. eventually you were going to play pro? Or, what, I mean, how did that work in your Always. Head? Always. Ever since about, like – I started getting serious into paintball when I was, uh, like, 17, maybe, like, 2010, beginning of 2010. I was um, just starting out. Like, I could barely shoot left-handed. So I basically played every single weekend – every single weekend up till nationals and that's how I really got good and uh I wasn't expecting anything from nationals I knew I was gonna play good because I was already playing you know division one with the Palm Beach Vipers and most college kids are kids that are just playing here and there and you know maybe play a little divisional ranks like d4 and whatnot so I knew I was gonna go in hard but I wasn't expecting to get picked up on a pro team I mean that's always been my dream but I didn't think nationals was the place that I could showcase my talent and really get picked up and you know, Todd was there and jokingly around, I said something to him and, you know, got his card and got the tryout. And as soon as I went to the tryout, played pretty good there and got picked up. And ever since, been living my dream. It's been great. Yeah, really it, awesome. it's a great story, man. It really is. It was, I remember when, uh, when, we were, when we first started watching you guys play, um, you know, you and London Lewis were just, just dominating out there, just destroying people and like running up the score and just playing all over the place and just executing people. And it was really entertaining to watch you play. And, and after we watch you guys play a couple games, 
that's when me and Todd, you know, because Todd was there. He coaches Omaha Vicious and coached Infamous last year, and I've known Todd forever. Um, yeah. And uh, and and we were talking, you know, as we always do about the game and the players and whatever it is. And so we're there, we're there doing the gig together, and you know, we started thinking like, because we were we were there kind of drinking beers later on that night after the event was over, or after the the first the first couple games we saw. We were just kind of talking about you know, what Vicious needed, and, and he was like, you know, they're just thinking, like, maybe we need to get, you know, new, a couple, maybe some little bit of new blood in there to push the talent that already exists on the team, get some, like, killers, some attackers, some ones, some of those front guys, and uh, and then the next day, we saw you play again, and then we were kind of, we were kind of looking at each other, like, maybe this, maybe either London or, <laughs> or Munoz could be one of those guys, you know, I mean, why not, right? And then after... Yeah. We watched, uh, you know, you guys win it. Then it was kind of a done deal. It was like, Todd, you got to get this kid a tryout. And he's like, hell yeah. So when you kind of got that news, what were you thinking? Well, it was just awesome. Um, I came up to Todd and, you know, got his card, actually. And he said, hit me up after this event, do a tryout. And uh, right from there, like, I could just tell from the look of his eye, like, this, was, this wasn't just a tryout. He really wanted me and... I could honestly tell from that moment, like, wow, this is a real opportunity. This is a real chance. And, you know, playing pro is always something I've wanted to do, always. So as soon as I got that card from him, I knew it was a real possibility. I started even training harder. I knew that was my shot. And, you know, getting that tryout, that was the, that was the ticket. I mean, uh, I always had good talent and whatnot, but I could never get a tryout. I was trying for any any way I possibly could. And, you know, once Todd came up and talked to me, I knew I really had a shot. I knew I could do some work at that tryout and, you know, made the team. And like I said, now I'm just living the dream. It's been pretty crazy. Like even the first event, I was pinching myself a few times like, wow, this is real. Like, <laughs> this is wow. Actually, this is actually happening right <laughs> <Sick>. now. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. tight. Yeah, it's no, it's great, man. I remember I remember my first tournament when I played pros. It was a very surreal experience. Um, but so... You know, I mean, you're from Central Florida originally, right? No, a little south there in uh, Fort Myers. Okay. It's about two hours away from CFP, but, you know, CFP is uh, another field I play at. Um, real good field, and that's – I kind of got fortunate being in Florida because there's a lot of lot of talent here. So, yeah, I mean, damage is in your backyard. There's tons of divisional yep. teams. I mean, you know, like Central Florida paintball has been – CFP has been home to tons of good – paintball for years Absolutely. now so that's a really good kind of little cocoon that we've seen a lot of good players come out of that area and then I mean you also came up playing against and kind of getting you know the kind of learning the hard way probably because we know how hardcore Mike Paxton is but I mean you came up oh, with yeah. Mike Paxton not with him but I mean he was <laughs> you, were, you know kind of in the maybe so talk to me a little bit about that what was that like like how did yeah, you yeah that's my boy right there big Mike yeah um He's actually plays at the same field I do here in Fort Myers called uh, Extreme Rage. And, you know, just getting to know him and B, those two really shaped my game, actually. Um, I think Mike was, I'd say, one of the biggest parts of me going pro. And it wasn't necessarily him saying, hey, stupid, hold the gun in your left hand. Hey, why don't you try doing this? You're a moron you know, kicking me in the back of the head. It wasn't necessarily him doing that. It was just him being a pro and me looking up to him being like, wow, that's where I want to be. That shit is cool. Yeah. And, you know, it's always something I want to do. And I'd always watch him play and he was just ruthless. 
I think that's how our Eagles played at Nationals. We were just trying to bunk people in the back of the heads because that's what we watched Paxson do. Well, it, it's yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because I remember after because you do. I mean, you're a super nice kid, man. I mean, you've been nothing but super cordial and really, you know. I mean, you're just a, you seem to be a really good dude. Um, you know, and uh, didn't seem like you had too much of a chip your shoulder off the field. I mean, obviously, you got to have confidence in yourself and uh, and the bravery to, to even take on a task. Like, I want to play pro paintball one day. I mean, it's kind of a, mm-hmm. you know, it's a big, big dream, but it is definitely possible if you work hard enough and have, you know, I mean, at least enough of a talent to cultivate and, and, and push through that sort of thing. But... I could definitely tell that they're on the field. You were a monster out there and that, and you kind of need, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, yeah, I mean, you gotta, um, you know, you don't want to be too much of a dick out there, but at the same time, dude, if you don't have a little bit of, you gotta find that balance. Yes. And if, but if you don't have an edge, if you don't have that innate will inside to win and to play, uh, an intense brand of paintball, it's tough to get noticed, man, because, you know, people aren't noticing the timid shy guy in the back winning gunfights. Most of the time it's, you know, especially teams that need attackers, you know, like a team like Vicious, they need, and that, but it's, it's funny you're playing for Vicious because I definitely would have used that word to describe how you played at Nationals. <laughs> I mean, you were vicious out there. You were like out for blood. Like I, you were, I wanted, you were like, I'm gonna shoot two, three guys at this point. I'm gonna shoot two, three guys at the next point. I'm gonna grab the flag and run it past these dudes even though they're not even dead yet, <laughs> you know, like that sort of thing. Yeah, that a lot came from Mike Paxson too. He's the same way. He's on the field, he wants to hurt everybody he can, and off the field, always laughing, always pulling a stupid joke, always just being funny. And that's, that's kind of where I learned it from. So, uh, so he's a big part of my game. Yeah, no, and, and, and what a great mentor to have. You know, Mike's been, yep. he's, he's a real, like you said, a really great guy, very intense player. It's the, re, you know, Mike's a, you know, you're, you're a really small guy. Mike's a really big guy. Uh, but the, <laughs> one of the reasons he's been able to play uh, at the level that he has and win championships and be a top level player is because though he may be a big dude, you know, he's got that fire in him that is unquenchable and, uh, and he's a competitor, you know? So, oh, it's, yeah. and you got, you gotta have that, man. It's, it's, a, it can't teach that. That's, you can teach snap shooting, you can teach running and shooting, you can teach all of the fundamental skills that are necessary in order to play this game. But you cannot teach intensity. You, you, can, yeah. you can exude it and hope other people can pick it up and live in that environment long enough to see, oh, okay, this is how it's done. You know, this is the mentality that I need to bring to this particular game in order to succeed. But it's, that's a tough one. But, I mean, you know, it's not like you, you haven't – I mean, you've only been playing tournament paintball for three years? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, and it wasn't necessarily like three years. Compared to somebody else, it's almost like – six years because i was playing every single saturday every single sunday and i was playing i'd be the first one at the field and last one to leave i was addicted and um i've been playing since when you know when i was like seven years old i played once or twice cried when i got shot hated it then i played a little bit when i was 13 14 for a few months but when i was 17 that's when i took off that's when i started playing every single weekend that's when i met mike and i always wanted to play pro after about you know within three months of playing because I'd always watched, um, you know, the webcast on back when it was on YouTube. And uh, I was like, man, that stuff's so cool. I want to go pro. So I got to work hard. I got to get good. And, you know, another big mentor to me was uh, Mike Boogaloop. You know that guy, right? Yeah, for Boogie. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows Boogie. Yeah. That, after about uh, maybe six months of playing, he's like, man, you have a lot of potential. And I can tell you really want it. Let me show you something. Took me to the drill field and went over a few basic things with me and, 
you know, before I played almost every weekend, too, I'd go out there and do drills as much as I could because I always wanted to, you know, be one of the best players in the world. That was another fire and passion I wanted. So, you know, that guy would show me a lot. And uh, there's a lot of talent in Fort Myers for some reason, too. I mean, a lot of good guys out there. So I learned a lot from, you know, learning from people like London and uh, Robert Podgorski, who's also on the Eagles, and a lot of good D1, D2 players. So getting beat up as a kid, you know, 17 years old, couldn't even shoot left-handed with a knee tech. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just picked it up real quick. I'm a pretty quick learner too. So, you know, just played every single weekend and three years later, finally made it. It was a quick journey, but it was still a hard one. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's probably why it went fast for you because if, you know, things are easy and you're not making mistakes and you don't have somebody to correct you on those mistakes. Sometimes if you're just playing and you don't have a mentor, you don't even know you're making mistakes. You're just out exactly. there playing the game, have no idea that you maybe need to look at it a little bit differently or, you know, make moves a certain way, hold your gun a certain way, look at the breakouts or the strategy. I mean, there's a lot, there's so much that goes into it. And, uh, and yeah, you got to get reps and you need to get reps against guys that are good. And that's, I mean, that is the way to progress quickly. If you're not getting reps on the, on the reg, then you're going to have issues if you, if this is something you want to do. I mean, I mean, that's just kind of simple logic, you know, but, uh, but so take me back to the moment that, uh, you, you fly out to Omaha, you go to the tryout with vicious, your first pro tryout. Um, what was that like? I mean, did you feel pressure? Did you were like, I'm just going to go do my thing? I mean, you know, Oh man, I was so scared. <laughs> so scared. <laughs> Getting dressed in the morning, it was a little chilly out there. I mean, middle Omaha, not much around. It was a little chilly, and I just look around. There's these guys on like all around me, and I just look at them, and I'm like, wow, he's going to be really good. Look over to my left, wow, he's going to be really good. And, you know, I was just, you know, straight scared. I did not know what to expect. I mean, uh, I always get nervous, too, before my tournaments and whatnot. But, I mean, as soon as... As soon as the very first point starts, it instantly goes away. And that's how the tryout was. Real nervous at the beginning. And then as soon as the first point started, I just went all out, went 100%. Played really good, actually, at the tryout. And uh, But I made a big boo-boo. Uh, Karen Bortle, the owner of Omaha Vicious, she came up to me after uh, Sunday. Um, I hurt my knee a little bit, and I actually had to sit out halfway through the day on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And she goes up to me, and she's like, blah, 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 how do you think you did? I'm like, real good, blah, 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 I think I'm going to make it, this and that. And she's like, oh, you think you're going to make it, huh? Blah, blah, blah. She got all feisty at me. And then, like, as I was leaving, she's like, well, man, mama, if you make it, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> and, you know, we, we didn't even find out who made the team till like, three or four days later. And for those three days, I was scared. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way. I hurt my knee. They think I'm done. <laughs> but, you know, Todd gave me little winks here and there, so I always knew I was in good hands with him. But... You know, that, that trial was real uh, real heartbreaking. You know, it was just real scary after I got that moment where she said that. That was real scary. But funny thing, too, is um, London Lewis actually came with me to the tryout. He was uh, another big guy that was supposed to come out, and, you know, hopefully he was going to make the team. It'd be cool, too, because he's my friend, good guy. I've known him forever. Both live in Fort Myers, could practice. But uh, he has a little bit of a heart condition. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. But, uh, you know, after... The, just stretching in the morning, we go do five laps around the field. He starts breathing hard, and his heart starts giving him problems. He had actually had to sit out the entire day, didn't wow. play either day, and missed the tryout. So oh, that's a, that's a heartbreaker, man. That's a heartbreaker for him. But did for you, me, I I had the 
I was just scared out of my mind during my tryout. He was up at the tower just watching <laughs> him and Carl. But during my tryout, I felt like I played pretty good. Um, and then that was when me and Keith DeVitt, we got the calls, and we're the ones that made it out of, I think, uh, 10 people. That's that's impressive, man. But, you know, I mean, having to deal with those nerves is part of it. You know, everyone has that demon that sits on their shoulder and tells them, oh, you're not good enough. You know, you know, careful, you know, mm -hmm. what you do today, you know, all that sort of, I mean, you just have to find a way to block that side of your brain out as much as you can. I mean, it's, you know, everybody's human and everyone has self doubts, but, uh, but you have to find a way to fat to battle through that. It's just, man, that, that demon was huge. My very first point against, uh, uh, who was it? Infamous. Oh, the first, My first Chicago event I ever played, man, that demon was screaming at me. <laughs> <laughs> he was feisty. Well, take, take me to that moment then. So you make the team, you get the call. Um, oh. you're on the, you're on the squad now. So you go to Chicago and, you know, paint the picture for me. What was it like? All right. So this is the best part. I almost died my first point. Um, Todd always gave me hints. Um, after I think the second practice, he's like, because I was playing good up the center, and you know Todd, he loves his X and up the center plays. So he's like, "How about we throw that at them um, the very first point?" So I'm like, "Yeah, that'd be sick," you know. And I started dreaming it, started like going to the X and looking at every angle, and you know, I thought that's what was gonna happen. And the day before the event, Todd writes some plays and tells me that uh, I'm I'm gonna do it. So I'm like, "Wow, this is it," you know. I start thinking over and over again what I'm going to do up there, what happens in this situation, what happens in this situation, and had it all figured out. So I get out on the field, nervous as can be. I'm playing the very first point of the first pro tournament I've ever played. So you're start so you got the start. You're starting, starting very first point, very first game, starting line. You're going up the center, one of the, Here the we go. Against trickiest. Infamous. Tr against Infamous. Tricky play, too. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Straight up there. So nervous as can be. And then Todd has a code telling me not to go up the center in case something happens, but I'm not expecting that. I'm just expecting to go to the X. And then I'm staring at the clock, still nervous as can ever be. Five, four, and at three, he screams the code. I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? And I remember him telling me to go snake side. Mm -hmm. So I just go out there. I only have four pods on me, dumb <laughs> as can be. I thought I was going straight to the X. So get out there, get to the corner. And at this point, I'm not even nervous anymore. As soon as the time started, I'm like, ooh, got to do this. All right, Shane died. I got to get in the snake. I remember every single detail to that first game. Went to the God. Um, we lost a lot of our guys. Me and Zach crossed it up. Shot uh, one guy in the Dorito side. So I got my first kill, my first point, and then got bunkered by Damian Ryan, entered into the league. <laughs> <laughs> Damian Ryan, Chris and you, bunkers you first game, that uh, first point. That's great, man. Yeah, put yeah. it on me. And right after that point, I was pissed. I wanted to go back out there. I wanted to play that second point. I was right after those nerves went away. That's when I started uh, really wanting it. And uh, I still get a little nervous before every single one of my matches, but as soon as that game start, as soon as that game starts, it turns off immediately. Yeah, I don't think the nervousness ever goes away, man. I mean, even when, you know, I mean, I played a long time, and and uh, it, it it's it, it obviously the volume gets turned down a lot because you, well, one, you're just you get seasoned and salty, so uh, that helps, and then and then also you you start to get you know ways to because you, you've been there so many times, so you start to kind of figure out ways to, you know, everyone's different. Some people like to go be quiet in the corner. Some people listen to music. Some people are that, you know, hype guy that's, you know, slapping everybody and, and getting mm -hmm. all riled up. And everyone deals with that, you know, 
getting that, the, shutting the demon up and unleashing that pressure a little bit of that valve, opening the valve up somehow to get focused and uh, get centered and get prepared for the fight that you're about to go into. Um, but it never really truly goes away. I mean, we always, I mean, <laughs> I mean, anyone that's ever played a game of paintball knows that, dude, you could, you could take a piss, like you could go to the bathroom like a minute before the start of the first point and then sure enough dude you'll be sitting there and it's like you know right before 30 seconds or a minute before and it's like why do i have to pee again this is that this doesn't make any sense i just peed you know but uh but yeah and then and then there's some guys that puke you know i've played with a bunch zach of, sherman yeah zach yep. sherman. i play with a bunch of pukers i mean that's that's just what some some people do that you know and then they just they, the nerves that's the that's their body's reaction to the nerves you know they start puking and uh but but it's that's kind of one of those special things because, I mean, you know, in modern life does not necessarily, um, especially the way we raise kids these days, doesn't necessarily prepare you for really, really stressful and hard things and hard situations. Yeah. And so that's actually, I think, one of the most amazing things about paintball is that you are forced on a very regular basis. I mean, if you play competitive paintball on a regular basis, every weekend for most guys that are really training hard, Every weekend, dude, you're, it's a test every single weekend. And then, you know, you get to those big PSP events and it's like, everybody's there where regardless of your, you know, even if you play D3, man, everyone that's has as much experience as you and is at your same level, all the big boys are there. And then that's th the same way through every level. And, uh, and then you're, you have to reckon with your own skills, what the mentality you brought that you're focused at this particular point and what's going to happen. And then you have to deal with your mistakes and it's like, you know, and that happens mid game, mid point, you know, sometimes you miss a shot and, or, you know, and you got to refocus and, and it's just, it's, it's like, it's just a, an awesome way to, to, to build up that mental strength, you know? So, which is kind of what I'm excited to see because I mean, you did, I mean, you, you know, you played, you played pretty good this year for a rookie for sure. Um, you've, you're, you definitely got a high level of talent, but I think one of the reasons that, you know, that, uh, like Todd was, you know, giving you winks and, and that he was kind of like, you know, trying to say, hey, look, dude, you know, want you involved in this. You just need to do X, Y and Z to make sure that you you know, are doing what you need to do to be a part of this. But he sees that promise in your game. So <laughs> don't let him down. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? A lot of potential. Hopefully I'm I mean, I'm still trying it's, ever since World Cup. I've been playing every weekend. still. really have nice. not given it up every single Saturday and every single Sunday. I'm not going to give it up. Still love it as much as I can. I mean, I've been working out too lately, trying to get my cardio up and still drilling, still, you know, I still want to be the best in the world. That's that's one of my next goals that I'm going to conquer. So um, still not giving it up. I'm really trying to be one of the best players I can be personally. And then again, for my team too, Vicious, because I really want to see us win an event. I mean, I got the uh, Play Pro um you know, wish list checked off. So got to do that. My next one now is to win an event. So that's that's our next big goal. So I'm trying to be the best I can be to help our team out for next year because it'd be great to win a nice Champions Division World Cup or, you know, any event really. But it'd yeah. be great to come out and, you know, be one of those top teams. Well, I think that, you know, again, Vicious has – you guys are deep on talent right now. You guys are deep on support. And you've got a great coach. I mean, the, 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 all of the chips are stacked and in your favor. I mean, there's yep. really no excuse other than not executing and not living up to your guys' potential. You know, so, I mean, now are you guys going to come out the gate and start winning every tournament? Probably not. That's not necessarily realistic, but you still got to shoot for that goal, you know. 
And, Absolutely. And uh, but the thing is, I mean, when you when you and when you because when you break it down on. You know, I mean, on every side of the field now, you guys have weapons. And another thing is that you now have more depth than Vicious has ever had before, too. And, you know, that 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 bodes really well for you guys as things move towards the future. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, man, I mean, you really, you know, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just you got to do what you, you know, you got to put your reps in. You got to put your time in. And, and um, I mean, yeah, try to get us, I mean, you're, you're already the perfect size for a front guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, so try to get as fast as you can, you know, I mean, that, try to max out your, your speed potential and that will really help you out too, because, you know, I mean, you, you play a, a you know, you, your burst speed's good. You, you're, you know, like I said, you're the right size and, um, and you kind of look at the game creatively. I mean, do you think like, where did that come from? I mean, I know you got a crazy family story too. I mean, you come from a family of like gypsy circus, circus performers, right? Yeah, so uh, that. that story. This is the greatest story. <laughs> Anytime I tell anybody that, I'm like, yeah, Luis Munoz is from a family of gypsy circus performers. His dad gets shot out of a cannon. They're like, shut up. I'm like, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, I wish I could come up with the story that good off the top of my head. But a noble, I mean, that's 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 the truth. So why don't you enlighten us a little bit on how, how is that possible? Like, how did your like, um, how did your family get into that? Like, where where like, I don't just enlighten me, please. That's that's in the good old days. My I think my great grandparents started off, you know, just like little circus performing acts. Did like my great grandpa had like a little dog act or something, and his kids, uh, my grandparents now their generation, they had a, a cannon act, and um, on my mom's side, they were even in the circus. Um, they did like a teeterboard act and a balancing act and all this and that. So. My parents were both born in the circus, and that's how they met each other, actually. So uh, my dad did the cannon. My mom did uh, trapeze. I have a sister who does hula hoops, and I grew up in the circus. Um, I did homeschooling. I mean, uh, I was born in Jacksonville, but that's not necessarily where I'm from. That's just where the circus was at when I was born. No way. So up till, uh, you know, just growing up, I even had, like, a little trampoline act. I had a clown act. I did, like, a juggling act, you know, real young. So I grew up legitimately in the circus, um, know everything about it, traveled all over the place, United States, been to China, um, been to Singapore, been to Spain, Denmark, just about everywhere. Performing and, uh, or like just? Performing. Yep. My parents, um, my dad's done the cannon just about everywhere. He still does it. Um, he doesn't necessarily do it for a job now. He just does it for more for fun because he's always been in the circus, so he loves the show. He loves jumping off that net and doing a little dance. It's his favorite. So, That's uh, so crazy. Have you ever? So yeah. have you ever been shot out of a cannon yourself? No, the cannon. You gotta have it set up for a certain height and weight, and to change it, you have to basically set up the internals of the cannon and make it shoot that body height and body weight and at that certain distance. So I've never done it, but you know, I might do it one day, at least for fun. If not, you know. After my paintball career, I can go shoot out of a cannon for a little bit, have some fun, do a little something. But, yeah, the circus was – it was real cool. Um, I had one of the greatest childhoods you can have. Just ate snow cones and ran around, ran around, played with animals, jumped on moon bounces all day. And that's actually how I started playing paintball. Uh, right around eight years old, uh, all the cool kids that were like 12, 13, they'd have nothing to do all day in the circus. So – you know, after the show, we'd go out to the woods and, you know, play a quick game. I'd play one and be done for the rest of the day. Everyone else would keep playing. But, you know, 
Um, when I was about 10 years old, my parents got a divorce. My dad stayed in the circus. My mom uh, moved here to Fort Myers and got a regular job, and I started doing regular school. And that's how, uh, when I turned about like 14, played a little bit of paintball. And then when I turned 17, that's when I started uh, playing every weekend. But yeah, the circus life. I know how to do just about everything. Juggle, walk on the wire. I mean, you name it, I can do it pretty much. That's crazy. How many, ball, <laughs> uh, how many balls can you juggle? I can do like uh, seven consistently. You can for good. juggle seven balls. Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude! When pretty, I was when I was pretty a, wicked. When I was a kid, uh, I don't know. When I was maybe like ten or something, um, for a, like for the summer, um, there's like a couple older friends in the in the neighborhood. They were like, I was like ten, so I was like nine or ten, and they were maybe twelve or whatever, and they had bought these like how to juggle th- like with the bean bags and oh, yeah. stuff. So we the learned, little three set. Yeah, the little three set. <laughs> so we learned how to. So I so I can juggle three balls. Um, pretty well, but, uh, but then, uh, but anytime, like, you know, and then I tried to do four and then five, it's just, I, I couldn't get it down and I didn't, I, I lacked the discipline at that particular time to want to do it. Um, but dude, seven balls, I mean, that is really, really hard to do. That's crazy. Yeah. When you're from the circus, your parents hold you to a high standard. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to learn a little bit, had to do something. So I learned how to juggle and I really fell in love with it. And, uh, just like paintball, I got addicted to it. I just practiced all day, five hours a day, and just sat there and juggled and juggled. And, you know, I can do just about everything. I can do, like, seven rings, five clubs. I can balance stuff on my face and juggle a little bit. I mean... What about chainsaws? Can you juggle chainsaws? I've never tried it. I'm pretty sure I could do it. You just got to get the right chainsaws, the right weight. But I've done uh, torches for an act one time. That's crazy. That was a pretty good one. How about sword, sw- sword swallowing? Can you do that? No. Nope. Never been the sword swallowing. That one's a little dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I think all this stuff is pretty dangerous. I mean, yeah, it's all, it, it is actually all a little dangerous. You just got to know the right little, you know, techniques and stuff. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah, it was, uh, that's, that's an interesting story, man. I've, I've heard a lot of interesting stories over the years traveling around and meeting paintball people, but that is, that's up there. That is definitely up there. Um, yeah, it's definitely unique. Yeah. So how did your, I mean, how did your dad get into getting shot out of a cannon? Because that, again, if it has to be calibrated, was he just like the right weight and somebody was sick that day? And then they were like. <laughs> it, it comes down to my grandparents. My grandparent, um, my dad's dad did the cannon and he got into it because he used to have a wire act, uh, slack wire. And, um, you know, he wanted to do something a little else. And this guy, I think named Zucchini or something, had a, uh, he was doing like a little cannon demonstration where he teaches someone how to do the cannon and my uh, grandparent got into it and uh, you know he tried it out and uh, learned how to do it worked a little bit um, learned how to shoot out of the cannon you got to learn how the cannon works basically once once you know how the cannon works you basically just sit inside and go for the ride I mean it's not difficult you just got to know how everything works and you know set it up to not shoot over the net and um, he learned that built his own cannon um, and my dad actually currently uses the same cannon my grandfather used back in the 1960s or whatever that one. So that cannon's 50 years old? Pretty much, yeah. And he still shoots out of it. Shoots, shoots like a charm. How does, it, how does that work? Like, what's the trick? I mean, it's all pneumatic, right? I'm guessing. Pretty much. I can't go into too much detail because it's supposed to be a little bit of a secret. My dad <laughs> would get a little angry at me if I told all the goods. But, Gave uh, all the family secrets away? Basically, think of a big paintball gun. Okay. All right. That's crazy, and, man. Yeah. That's so pretty, crazy. Yeah. Pretty, pretty different. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so do you, uh, do you still correspond with people from that world or are you completely removed from it now? Cause you, 
like moved with in with your mom or like how does that a work? little bit um it's kind of funny though because uh sarasota in florida is basically a big headquarters for circus people it's a big thing um to be from sarasota which is only about an hour away from uh fort myers maybe an hour and a half and uh, that's where my mom and dad were actually both born sarasota big circus place so uh there's even a circus there called circus sarasota um so I still know a bunch of people, and my dad's still in the circus. He goes to, like, Denmark and, you know, travels all over the place, still does the circus thing. So every summer I'd go and see him. So, you know, I'm still involved with it. I used to go for the summers and juggle a little bit, make some summer money to pay for paintball, and then uh, <laughs> juggling, and then... Uh, That's so crazy. I've never heard yeah. of a lot of crazy jobs for, paint, for people to get money to play the game. But I would go there. I'd make, like, 400 bucks a week just juggling, like two shows a day for seven days, save like three grand, come home and spend it all on paintball. Bought my first E-Tech, like $900, I think it was, and just played every single weekend, saved my money to play. And uh, basically how I made my money was circus juggling. That's crazy. So, but now you're in school, right? I mean, uh, obviously, because you guys won the championship. What year are you in school right now? I'm a sophomore. I'm actually in my dorm right now. I live at a FGCU. Great paintball school. We get funded heavily um, because uh, I think one of the most parts is uh, where we got a good paintball team. So, you know, we show up, we win vents and, you know, we do good and do a lot for our school. So we get um, funded pretty heavily and they pay for a lot of our events and paint and this and that. So um, the people in Fort Myers that play paintball, I've always lived in Fort Myers and the school is actually in Fort Myers. I always wanted to go away for college, maybe like two hours away, just to still be in Florida, but, you know, maybe go to UF or USF or UCF, anything like that. And, um, but all the guys in Fort Myers, we already had a good team. They're like, no, nah, man, stay here, play with us, this and that. So I did. And, uh, that's how we got such a good paintball team. We got a strong five that all play like D2 level. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to school now, playing paintball, got a little part-time job and, you know, just, Hanging out, relaxing. Things are going pretty good right now. That's awesome, dude. That's such a good story. So are you, obviously you're a sophomore, so you got, you know, two more years that you guys are going to play. But you get, so, but you didn't play last year in? No, I played, I didn't play uh, last year nationals, no. Um, I only played uh, that last one that you saw. That was my first one. Um, I did play an event before that. I played World Cup, actually. Um, 2012 World Cup. Um but you guys don't get to watch that one. That one's just a smaller event for World Cup. Um, there's only maybe like 10 teams that show up to that one. We won that one, and uh, that's when 2013 Nationals came up is when you guys got to see me play. That's a cool story, too. So you played at World Cup on the college team, and then the next year you're playing on the pro field, main field, and you, yeah. guys, and you actually won the, the Challengers League. So that's, that's yeah. pretty cool. Big jump. Yeah, big difference big of paintball jump. right there. So how did, uh, you know, because there's probably guys out there that are listening that are in college and, you know, probably might want to know how you go about even getting into that in college. Um, I mean, do you know how, like, how long had that program been around at that school and how did um, they get, get it to get funded? There's a kid on our team that, you know, just recently left, but uh, his name was Evan Leeper. He started the program back in the day maybe five years ago just came up to the school and said hey we want to start a little club this and that this is our paperwork we want to do this the school gave us like nothing like five hundred dollars something ridiculous but 
You know, they kept playing. They did their thing. They did it because they enjoyed it. Next year, they got more money, played it, enjoyed it. Uh, more people came out. They're growing the club and got more and more money for it and basically just uh, kept asking for lots of money and the school would cut it in half and then uh, still give them something. So uh, once we started winning events and showing, hey, look, we are cool and um, we really – all the kids on our team, um, you know, London Lewis, Robert Bodgorski, we're all good friends. So, you know, we'll go out to the school and, like, um, opening day of classes, we'll, like, set up a paintball booth and, you know, really show our club advisors that, hey, you know, we're a serious club. We want to, you know, make paintball big. We want to get people into it. So uh, they uh, fund us pretty good. And um, I was fortunate enough to already play paintball, so I knew how to get on the team. But um, I just knew the guys. But so basically, you, you had known starting. Go ahead. That? No, I'd say you. Had, so you had knew, you knew some of the guys on that had, that were already on the team, and that I pretty like, much knew every guy that was on the team. Okay. Because uh, I was still in high school when they were already being a good team. They started becoming a good team. They actually won nationals uh, class double A without me um, right before I got on the team. Because you know, still playing with London Lewis, Podgorski, and. Bell and Peanut, Michael Hirsch, mm -hmm. you know, those, those are a great four. Yeah. And then uh, Evan Leeper was on the team back then. And then, uh, you know, the, it was such a strong team. And one of their big goals before I came on the team was win nationals in Class A. That was, that was the goal. Like, hey, we're a college team. We started from nothing. You know, let's win the big, let's win the big boys. So uh, that's why they really wanted me to go there. And as soon as we got there, our first time in Class A, show up. Get some freaking get some scores. We uh we ran up people pretty hard too. We were winning yeah. like fifteen two. It's because we wanted to beat Long Beach pretty bad. We wanted to show them we were we were the guys to beat. So yeah, you guys were putting a clinic on out there, man. It, it was awesome to watch. So as far as the team that's returning for two thousand fourteen for FGCU, who how many guys do you still have from the championship we, team? For we still team? got all the guys. We got um all the guys except John Bell. I think he's uh. He's done with paintball, wants to take a little bit of a break. He's going for his master's, you know, doing his own thing right now. Um, but we still got our our same four. We got me, London, Podgorski, and Hirsch. And then uh, we're growing the team right now. We got a bunch of guys. We got a lot more than we did last year. So uh, we're still growing, and we can definitely throw an extra guy in to the field every now and then. And uh, we got, I think, about 14, 15 dudes right now and some ladies. We've been growing some girl paintball into our uh, college. We're trying to get as many people as we can on our team because it looks good for the club too. So, oh, yeah, And we're trying that, to grow paintball too. Well, you know, that's the thing that's really cool about because a lot of people have asked me over the years like, well, you know, what's it like at the college level and how good are they and how do they do it and, you know, all these different questions. And it, 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 the one thing that I have noticed about college paintball programs is that in a very real sense, you guys are ambassadors for the sport because – you have the ability to, you know, connect with all these other college students that are right around that age that are, you know, looking for fun things to do. And, and it, it's, it seems to like, you'll see these armies of teams walking around, you know, the guys <laughs> that roll super deep at, at the, the Liberty. At, yeah. Liberty's deep. They're super, they deep. come with their bus. Yeah. Yeah. They drive <laughs> up with their bus and just have like 25 guys there and, yeah, no, it, it is really cool. It's it's a really cool thing. So yeah, you definitely want to get as many people on on the, the squad as possible. And 
and, uh, and, and, and help improve it. Have you, I mean, how do you, how do you guys, how do you personally manage the, I mean, obviously for vicious, you guys practice a decent amount of much or a decent amount. And then, I mean, how much does FGCU practice? And then are you bringing some of the drills and some of the things that you've learned playing with vicious back to the team? Absolutely. Um, right now we're taking a little bit of off season just because after cup, but, uh, Mainly, we, we, we hit uh, two hard practices as soon as we get the layout. Um, that's where we get most of our practice. But uh, because we have a lot of talent, we, uh, we basically won nationals, I'd say, from an individual standpo- standpoint, because I'd go out and shoot three guys. The next point, Peanut would go out and shoot three guys. Next point, London's killing two people on the field, call the ambulance. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, uh, you know, we won off that. Because we all have great individual talent because we play such high PSP ranks. But, you know, we really try to get the new guys to learn how to play paintball. So when we go to practices, we actually get them in the game big time. We uh, we set up the field. We'll, we'll either play each other. We'll play people here in Fort Myers. And we practice a good amount. I'd say almost probably every other weekend everyone's trying to come out. We don't have official practices other than the uh, the – the weekend and the weekend before when the layout comes out, those are official. Everybody has to be there, but pretty much everyone comes out to practice on their own. It's not a designated, hey, you have to come out. It's every other weekend we're going to be out there, basically free paint. I mean, you can't beat that. So everyone's coming out. Everyone's trying to play, and uh, that's basically how we run it. And the new guys are getting real good. That's a great thing to look at. And, you know, we're all, all the experienced veterans on the Eagles are – really teaching the new guys too. So we're trying to make them the next generation because when we're gone, we want FGCU to still win. So we got to make them good enough to do it. Well, that's absolutely, man. I was just thinking about saying that because after doing the gig now for a while and being at those tournaments, it, that's how it rolls. You know, you'll have one powerhouse team come up and they got a lot of motivated, talented guys on that team and they work hard and get good. And then I mean, but we've seen these teams do well and then kind of fall off a little bit, uh, you know, um, between like UConn was really good for a while. Penn State was good. Uh, Tennessee was good. And some of these teams still are decent. But, uh, you know, and then Long Beach has been great for past couple years. Um, but as soon as then the, a couple of the, the leaders leave or the stars leave, then all of a sudden there's like a, a vacuum there. And I think it has a little bit more, it definitely has to do with both. I mean, it's definitely leadership and it's definitely, you know, cause you need the leadership to corral the, the talent and make sure everyone's practicing and things are, yep. ha- you know, that you got to dot your I's, cross your T's with the school and you know, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I mean, you guys could definitely build a legacy at that school and being the fact that you guys are so close to so many good teams, there's no reason that, FGCU can't continue to be good even after you graduate, even though you're going to be there a while. I mean, oh, yeah. I still got more than actually uh, three years because even though I'm a sophomore, I'm taking a slower credit. So that way I'm only taking like 12 credit hours a semester. So I'm pretty much on a five year plan. So I still got four more years here. But uh, so I'll be around for a little bit, hopefully, teach some guys how to play some paintball and uh, still make the Eagles one of the top teams in the collegiate division. That's awesome. No, it's going to be cool. It's definitely going to be cool to see you guys next year, too. Can't wait for and that f- one. And what's pretty funny, too, is now that I'm playing for Vicious, a uh, couple weeks before we even uh, went into Nationals, our big thing was to go against Vicious. That was what we really wanted to do because all the guys on uh, FGCU, we all want to go pro pretty much, at least the starting line does. So, uh, you know, it was just funny how Vicious was going to come down and play, and we're like, oh, we got to beat those guys. Those are the guys to beat, this and that. And 
they ended up not coming down because they didn't have enough players. But I just thought that was pretty funny too. Yeah, that is pretty funny. Did you guys <laughs> ended up on that team? And then you end up on the team, the team that you wanted to play against and beat in the tournament. But it's yeah. hey, you know that's how the world works in mysterious ways, my friend. You know, yep. you, never, you never know what's came out happen. of nowhere. Yeah, but uh, but no, it's it's a cool success story and and I, and I'm looking forward to see what you do you know and where you take this it's obviously completely up to you i mean you've got a great opportunity in front of you and you've made the most of it so far and played some good points for vicious and you know considering that you are young um you know the the one the one thing i noticed was that it didn't seem like you know because when anytime i see like some really talented kid in a certain area of the world i'm always asking whoever's in that area of the world like you know for instance i mean the big or there's a lot of big teams out of the area, but Damage is the biggest team from Florida. And uh, did I mean? Did you ever get on their radar? Did you have any interaction oh, yeah. with Damage? This, or? Is, this is my shout out to Joey Blue. You're an asshole. <laughs> I tried so hard to get on Damage. I was asking for a trial. I even sent them an email at the beginning of the year. I was like, "Come on, dude." Blah blah blah. He said, "No, nah, you can't do it." Uh, basically, if you don't play Division One, we don't want you. And uh, I only had Division Two under my belt. A few of those events, so. I'm like, come on, Joey, this, that. Nope, don't want to even – he's never really even seen me play before that. So I'm like, I'm trying to convince him over, you know, an email that I am good at paintball. But, you know, um, it's not his fault in his standpoint. He's got a – he doesn't want to waste his time at the same, you know, same time. Yeah, you got to look uh, at it from Joey's perspective. I mean, I'm sure yeah, Joey gets absolutely. random emails from players all the time. Like, I'm a baller, bro, hook it I up. I want to play paintball. Yeah. Yo, I want to play free paintball and get paid and, and, and be the man. So can you please hook up a tryout? You know, it's... And that's exactly what my email sounded like, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it's... it's uh, But yeah, that, I was always wondering that. But, you know, it totally makes sense from, from their side of things. And I mean, you are two hours away from where they practice all the time. So yeah. I can... And then um, I also tried the Mike Pax and Ironman deal, too. But, um, you know, it was talk here and there. And I always knew the Ironman. I used to pit for them all the time. So I know all the guys real good. And I even knew Skinny Kevin as soon as he came over to the damage, uh, you know, damage deal. So I even asked Skinny, hey, can you get me a tryout? Can you do anything? And Skinny ended up not even coming to the tryouts. He was in California. So, you know, I always wanted to basically try that deal too. So neither of those went through. And when I got the call from Vicious, I definitely jumped on it and happy ever since. Yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're a good fit for that team. They need a weapon like you. Um, and I love all the guys. I love Todd, even the Bortles. Everyone on that team treats me good. So yeah, no, it's it's a good opportunity, man. Make the most of it. No, I'm excited for you. It's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. I can't wait to see what you do in 2014. You know for sure. And and you're super entertaining to watch. And you know that's and I gotta sit up there and call those games all day long. So you know it. it anytime you guys get up, I'm like I I like watching vicious play. You know, and you guys got a lot of ballers on that team and a lot of guys that aren't aren't scared to attack. So you know it's. Uh, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool. Well, hey man, thanks for sitting in. We'll, uh, we'll, you know, we'll touch base with you again here soon. And as uh, as things progress forward to 2014, I mean, how do you think things are gonna? Before we sign off here, how do you think things are gonna look for next year as far as top teams are concerned? I mean, there hasn't been a ton of moves made, uh, but there's been some. Like Rainey's going to play for Impact. Uh, Jacob Edwards is back on Damage. Um, Art Chaos is coming in, and uh, in the Challengers division, DMG. And uh, and and the jesters are um, aren't going to be playing in, in the challengers league anymore. So we'll, we're going to find out. I mean, obviously, you know, VCK and uh, and and Red Storm are the number one and two teams in Division One. So they may bump up. We'll see. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? How do you think things are looking up? Yeah, I mean, 
it's, uh, I mean, I don't want to say Vish is going to be one of the top teams. I mean, it's very cliche if I say my own team's going to be there, but, you know, that's what I'm really hoping for, and I honestly believe it. I honestly believe we have the tools for it. I honestly believe we have the talent. I, all the pieces are there, like you said. We just got to execute now. Every single point, we got to play at one point at a time and win that point, and then we can win batches, and then we can go on and hopefully get to the final. So I think I think we got a little bit of a shot, I mean, at least to, you know, end up in the finals and uh, hopefully be one of those teams. But other than us, it's going to be a big toss between damage, impact, art chaos is going to come in real hot. And then, uh, you know, I'm kind of kind of curious to see what Houston Heat's going to do. That's a little weird of a story. They only got, like, two players from what I counted. So unless they pick up some people. But well, we're those not, are my teams. I mean, no, yeah, it's, those aren't bad picks. It's, it is going to be interesting to see what happens with Heat. Uh, yeah. Apparently, according to the team, um, they've only lost the three Russians. Everyone else is staying, and they're going to go after some other guys. We don't know who those guys are. There's been no confirmations as far as that's concerned yet, but there's not a lot of guys that are necessarily on the market right now, to be honest. Um, yeah, I thought know. Rainey was going to be their pickup. That was my big. That would have been, you know, that would have been, uh, that, he could have taken over Sergey's spot, no problem, um, as the two, you know, or the three necessarily, Absolutely. depending, uh, for sure. He easily could have done that, but. You know, him going to Impact makes Impact even stronger. So Impact's definitely going to be... Oh, yeah, gonna they're going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, two they're second... They're definitely going to be one of those teams. Yeah, two second places at the last two events. I mean, they, they definitely look strong heading into and he, next year. And even X-Factor and Dynasty, they're still going to be one of the top teams. And even Infamous, I mean, I would say it could be anybody's game. It could be anybody's tournament at any single event. That's what makes it exciting it's, to watch, man. I love absolutely. it when, you know, that's why we got the whole Champs Challengers thing. So at any given time, you got... You know the ten best teams up there slugging it out, and it, it makes it really fun to watch if any one of those ten teams has a chance to win. Which legitimately, that's what it's looking like. So yeah, it's uh it's gonna be a crazy year, and we got fantasy paintball now, and yeah. So I mean, oh, if you're out there in the interwebs land, make sure to uh, you know like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Paintball Access. Uh, we got a lot more breakdowns coming out. We have a ton of podcasts in the off season, and. It's uh, it's gonna be a cool year, man. I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens in the PSP for 2014. It was such a great year. I mean, every event was you know 10, 15 percent bigger than than the, the pre- previous years. We had 400 teams or 400 teams at World Cup, so it's uh, it's gonna be an awesome year, and I'm really looking forward to it. Looking forward to see what you do. Hey, man, thanks for sitting in with us here, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll touch base again with you, Lewis, for sure. So thanks, for, thanks for uh, thanks for the interview, bro. Awesome. Thank you very much, and take care. See you guys all later. All right, bro. Well, thank you guys for listening to The Real Deal Podcast. I'm Matty Marshall, and I will see you next time.